0: You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. And you can't find a fighter. But I see it in you, so we're gonna walk it out. Move, Mountains. We're gonna walk it out and move, Mountains. And I-
1: <laughs> this is a labor of love, and we're here to talk about a new author is on the scene with a wonderful children's book. And it's a book that's geared towards children of all ages, especially if your children or children's friends have been bullied or shamed. This book addresses that. And with this author, it's a labor of love, and i like to introduce these wonderful women as a well. on. This is the author, Amanda Riley. The uh, director, uh, and oh. the illustrator, and uh, Amy Cunz. And my first question is to Mandy, how did you come up with the idea?
2: It's pretty
3: easy because I lived it. Um, so this book is autobiographical for the most part, um, dealing with an incident that I dealt with in the second grade. Um, when you're young, you have... No shame. You love who you are, Um, you love your body as it exists. We are not, we are taught to dislike ourselves. And normally it's due to an incident or a person or people, and that is what this book is about. It's about the journey from loving yourself to disliking yourself, to learning to love yourself despite everything.
1: So can you say that at this point, especially when the children are formating, or I, I guess i say, kind of like gathering of friends and cliques and everything, and they're trying to find words to say, would you say that words do hurt, especially coming from children?
3: Without a doubt. Um, honestly, I feel like, people say sticks and stones may break my bones, that whole thing, but words really do have an impact, and I don't think people realize the impact that their words have. I don't think that those boys that uh, that bullied me when I was seven remember it. They probably don't, but I will never forget.
2: Oh. You mm-hmm. can heal. Exactly. exactly. And other like, words, you also keep thinking about it. Yes. so I mean, they don't really go away. Most exactly. like
1: some of the deepest yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. so, have So, of all your ladies, how many of you have been bullied? Me.
3: me. And actually, I, I, when I read this to a summer camp recently, I asked that question, and every single one of the 20 kids raised their hands. And that was ages five through eight. It
2: absolutely broke my heart.
1: I've also been bullied, and I had to change my appearance only because it was a self-protecting mechanism that I felt needed to do. Uh, not to fit in, but just basically to stop the name-calling, stop the threat, stop the the bullying, and being ridiculous. And the thing I found out as growing up, if you don't pay any attention to a bully, then they basically kind of disappear and pick someone else up. And what you want to do is you don't want to give any more power to a bully, you want to make a bully power, powerless. Exactly. So... <clears throat> The illustrations. Yeah. How did you come with yeah, the ideas and illustrations in
4: the book?
3: We were kind of chatting about this before, and so originally what happened was Amy gave me a few um,
2: sample drawings.
3: Yes, and based on those sample drawings, it was a kind of a list of things that um, I requested for the main character, mm. and. I definitely I wanted the main character to be based on me because it was my story. Um, the purple polka dotted shirt is um, homage to my mom, my late mom. Um, purple was her favorite color, and polka dots are kind of my thing, so I kind of put those two together. Um, and then there, the other list where I wanted her to look chunkier, um, I wanted her to look Latina and that was pretty much it, and Amy went with it, and yeah, wanted you know how it goes. it
2: wasn't uh, Orange Hat, they gave me a short list. Of, like, they gave me a basic description of what the book was about, and like the key points, and I was like, okay, so I'll do something. So I did, these are, these are my first like, two sketches. Yeah, I did finish, uh, a, I did finish them with the, the puffy Ponytails, but so this is why I had. The, the, those finished colors and went away. So I have these uh, first sketches that I turned into, like, uh,
3: and I immediately loved them. And I, I love the poofy ponytails, but I, as you said, I needed it to have like a more straighter hair.
2: Yeah. So then I updated it. And I got the long ponytails, and the one on the right. Yep. Right. Was uh darker. The skin was darker initially. Because mm-hmm. I initially had it really dark. Yeah. It was a big poofy ponytails. And then took the ponytails away and she stayed dark for a little bit and then it was like, wait, it's too dark to be handy. Yes. So I went back and revised revised the I don't know how many I had a few colors, but that was a relatively easy fix just to change the color. Yeah. Which was good because yeah. I was
3: dreading sending that email but I knew I needed to be yeah. sent. So, you know, okay.
2: That one was pretty, just go back in and it was, it was okay. And
1: this was all done from photos that Mandy had sent to you? I had
2: one photo when I redid the ponytails, they sent yep. me a photo of you as a little girl. Yes, and then you did send some pictures of the family for a couple of those pictures. Yes,
3: um, so in I the- don't pe- a, I don't
2: have those. It's okay, it's okay. Um
3: the books, you to get the book. Yes, you have to get the book yeah, so to, to see those. <laughs> um, I sent what? a picture of my parents. So this is my dad, and um, I sent a picture of him and my mom, and so the parents in the book are actually based on my parents, and then I sent a picture of my husband and my son. So there are two boys playing four square, and those are based on my guys. So I wanted to make sure that they were all included, um, because this entire process they have been with me throughout.
1: Was there a certain age group target that you were trying to reach with this book?
3: I know with the writing, I was going from grades one through three, but I really feel like your illustrations have really touched everyone. Um, I I didn't get a chance to tell you this, but when I showed this to my therapist, um, which I talk about freely, especially in the book, it mentions therapy, um, she absolutely adored the illustrations and she loved how expressive the faces were. Especially like, um, there's the one where the doctor is talking yeah. about the child and she said the shame on the child's face. It, it was just so real and so raw and she, it, she teared up in the office. So um, it, it just, it's absolutely incredible what you were able to do with the feeling and the overall
4: feeling of the book. And that was that
2: page, I haven't kind of had a experience like that. Right. That's that was kind of like, we need to do something. <laughs> What can we do? Mm-hmm. And so that one, I think, was more pulling from some of my experience,
3: that one. Okay, so my, uh, sorry, sorry, Dad,
4: but <laughs> well, <go right laughs> um, after,
2: after
3: you read the book, was it easier for you to come up with the
2: illustrations? Yeah. And based
3: on any of your experiences, did I you draw
2: off of them? Definitely, I had, I mean, probably couple more of the positive ones. Okay. just those were the ones I was looking forward to drawing more. And <laughs> all the, like, the felt, like, more negative ones, those were ones that took me longer to because I was trying to figure out how to express the different faces and make sure I had it right. That was what I was more worried about when it didn't come across right. And that was why those that was what took a little longer on trying to make sure I had it right. They mm-hmm. didn't want it to be wrong because I know it was such an important message to say. I didn't mm-hmm. want it to come over with like a
1: weird face or something that looks off or something. So Mandy is the book was coming to life, and you saw how the illustrations are and it matched with the words that you wrote for the story. Did you want to kind of before the final print, test it out to somebody that you would give you an objective view of the story in the book?
3: Yeah. I mean right here <laughs> um, so uh, Becky is a dear friend of mine and she has a daughter in the age range of the book and Akana was one of the people that I kept in mind when I was writing this because the whole idea around this is I can't change what happened to me I can't change what happens to other people but I can help them go through it and have them come out stronger on the other side. And um, knowing that I have friends who have daughters who may deal with this kind of bullying or any kind of bullying, um, I want to leave the next generation a little better than our generation was. And I think that our generation deals with, we still deal with body image issues based on everything that was ingrained in us. I mean, I know that when I was younger, it was very typical to have young children and teenagers in Weight Watchers. We were taught about 100 calorie packs and we were taught about um, counting points and tracking and everything like that. So it's ingrained in us that there is something inherently wrong with our bodies when there isn't. And we don't need to change who we are. Clothes are meant to fit us we are not meant to fit into clothes. But knowing that we can make this better for the next generation, I wanted Becky to be part of this so that I could get her input as a mother who is going through it with a daughter. I have a son, and things are completely different. Um, They are still similar, but I I feel like for women, there's such, there's almost this double standard where people want us to love ourselves but only if we look a certain way. Yeah,
4: most definitely.
1: So would you say females or girls would encounter more of this bullying and shaming than boys?
3: Honestly, my son has dealt with it at a young age. He has been body shamed. Um, I just know this from the female perspective, but I do know that this affects all children, and I hope that boys – even though the character is a female, I hope that they can take those messages to heart. Um, the messages is, uh, is to not bully. Number one, I, I don't. I want there to be this environment where people are free to be who they are, and to not be scared of it, and to not shame other people for being different than you. But yes, I, I feel like yes, women deal with it, but men do too, and I feel like. Eating disorders with men are not talked about as much, and that's why I, obviously the character is a female, but there needs to be that open dialogue that this can affect all children, and it can affect all children at an early age. I mean, in the book, it's not directly said that the character was anorexic, but it's insinuated by the fact that she was skipping meals and the father found lunch money, in her drawer. Um, and th- that's really what happened to me. And that does happen, and it's often misdiagnosed by doctors. Um, I, I was misdiagnosed. It was not diagnosed as anorexia. It was diagnosed as, well, it is what it is. Maybe she could go on a diet. And I, it, that ultimately, if it would have been diagnosed when I was younger, the whole trajectory of my life could have been different. and we need to have these discussions with our children we need to let our children know that it is okay to be themselves however they are and that limiting food is not the key and i think that is it's it's necessary it's difficult conversations but being a parent is having difficult conversations with your children about everything
1: So, Becky, having read the book, would you agree that this book is like a voice of empowerment?
4: Most definitely. We've read the book many times. Um, My daughter gets very excited every time one of her friends come over and she, my mom's friend wrote a book. Can you read it? (laughs) Um, So she shares it with everybody. We love the message that it sends. Um, I also have a niece who is 13, and she absolutely adores the book as well and loves the message that's in the book. Um, and actually, my niece was bullied when she was in first, second, third grade, um, and she said that the, the book definitely portrays kind of what she went through, and the messages there are definitely strong and helpful. So we, we love the book, not only because one of my good friends wrote the book, um, but also for the message that it does send. And it's definitely a book that if, even if Mandy hadn't written it, we would have purchased in a store. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's a book that needed to be made.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. yes. I totally agree. Um, and now and a, bullying has gone to a, another level, especially with social media and the Internet. The Internet trolls or bullies like I call them. You know, you sit behind a keyboard, you type out oh. words. And, keyboard and you, warriors. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you figure that you can say anything you want. And it's justified in your own little world, whatever that is. But here's the thing. When you step out of the shadows and you become a victim of being bullied, then uh, your eyes should be open and your world should mm-hmm. be changed. But I don't think that happens a lot. So with your book, Mandy, do you think you'll reach people that are being bullied on social media, that type of platform?
3: So... <laughs> Our generation had it pretty good, I guess. We were just bullied in person. I, I, it's it's really weird to say that, but we didn't have to deal with yeah. social media until like for us the towards the end of high school. Yeah. That's when it really started becoming prevalent. But I mean, it was just the good old days where they just told you to your face what they thought about <laughs> you, or you found out in a oh, note. Yeah. Um, which I guess I would almost prefer to social media because it's just, it's absolutely... I mean,
2: you're only really fighting it on one front, not always, everywhere.
3: Yes, you're surrounded with the negativity. And whenever you're on social media, it's not just the people that you know that can become keyboard warriors. It's the people that you don't know. And yeah. sometimes yeah. those comments are easier to roll off your back because they don't know you. It's the people that do know you who do take that time, the extra time to make those comments. I feel like there could be an updated version of this book where you're talking about social media. Um. Um, who knows? That could be the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that getting this in the hands of kids and then having the discussion that this can be on social media. It doesn't have to be face-to-face. It could be written, um, you know, I've been bullied on social media as an adult about my weight. And that right there, the, back in the days of MySpace, uh, there was an entire group of people that were targeted against me. And for them to put that much effort and time into it also helped me realize that this wasn't a them issue. This was not a, a me issue. Because I was just happy living my life and they found issue with it. It,
1: it seems, and I, I don't mean to catch up, but it seems that people like this, for some reason, they get their kicks or enjoyment out of bullying other people, and they don't realize the damage that their words do to that individual.
3: And I think the biggest thing is, you can't prevent bullying; it will always happen, oh, and yeah. that's just an unfortunate fact to life but what I feel that this book does through my words and through Amy's illustrations is it gives children a toolbox to deal with it it gives them the availability to empower themselves to let them know that they are fine just as they are this is not something that they need to take to heart and that there are ways to get past it in a positive way where they're not damaging themselves. There is um, the positive affirmations. There is therapy. I am a, a huge proponent of therapy because it allows you to have a safe place. I realize that not every person has a family or a friend group that can be that safe place, and therapy allows you to To have that person that can be objective and to tell you when you're wrong, to tell you when you're right, and to let you know that you are fine just the way you are.
1: And I, I agree with you on all those fronts, but I'm also going to throw this out there. There also has to be parental involvement. I mean, if you notice your child is not be acting properly, or is not themselves, and you just kind of go, oh, it's a phase, they'll get over it. I mean, I would think that you would want to know why your child is acting differently and the reason for this. Mm -hmm. So on that, there's got to be parental involvement.
3: Without a doubt, and I think that that's why it's such a huge part that I wanted to make sure that there was a resource page at the end of the book. So that if parents did recognize behavior in their children, whether it be an eating disorder, whether it be something with mental health, or whether it be bullying, whether their child is the bully or the one being bullied, that there are resources for them to go to to have these conversations, to not shy away from it, and that w- it was it was in my idea in my pitch that there needed to be this resource page because so many parents don't know what to do mm-hmm. when they're encountered with these issues. And so often, Google searches don't work. Talking to other parents necessarily isn't the best thing if you're, if you're not encountered or if you haven't encountered this. Um, but that being said, having been the parent of a child who dealt with bullying and, and eating disorder at a young age, is there anything that you would have done differently knowing what you know now?
1: I wouldn't say differently, but I think I would have been more open to um, more of a dialogue as far as getting the assistance that you needed, whether it was through therapy, whether it 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 was seeing uh, other people because there's always that stigmata that if you're gonna see a therapist or someone from mental health issues, well, boy, that person's crazy. And that's the stigmata that people can't kind of separate. But I think now, as more people are are seeing therapists and getting help from mental health issues, and now it's coming to fruition and, and out in the forefront, I think now it's easier for parents to have that dialogue with their children No matter what age they are, especially when it comes to the preteen, the teen, and teenage years, I mean, all those years that are formative, and and basically, those are the years that kids are more into how they look, hairstyles, how they dress. You know, do I have a zit here? You know, uh, you know, do do I have to like brush my teeth to make all, all, all that stuff? And if they're fixated on things like that and there's got to be dialogue okay why you fixate what's wrong what's wrong tell me you know let's sit down we'll have a talk and there's got to be more um, self-confidence to boost their level of self-esteem and whether it's coming from a parent or a therapist or or someone else outside the family I think that's a good thing for these kids to have you know unfortunately social media has gotten way out of hand that you know everything is fixated on the beautiful people yeah okay who are the beautiful people everyone right. everyone
3: is a beautiful person i
1: mean look at with amber crombie and Fitch. you know beautiful people yeah we fit a certain size if you're not in our size okay. don't shop at our store
3: but i i will say so if we're talking time frame of this story, this happened in the early 90s, which I can say mental health was not discussed then
0: no.
3: at all. We didn't discuss it. And if we did discuss it, it was in a negative light. It, you know, I feel like the next generation is more empowered. They have the mental health matters. It's okay to not be okay. And they really do mean that. I feel like this next generation is much better at empowering each other.
4: I Would you ladies agree? Most definitely. Yeah. One thing that, like, in our household that I have um, stopped allowing is I don't allow the kids to talk negatively about themselves. And if they do, I then – and I actually heard this on the radio the other day is um, – which I loved the idea, is going forward, if they say something negative about themselves, they're going to have to turn around and say two positive things about mm-hmm. themselves. One, to cancel it out, and then two, to affirm the the positivity, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? So I do feel that the positivity is definitely more coming to light than ever in the past. Yes, I, I,
3: and that's why positive affirmations are such a huge part of this book, and not only that, but as I hope to enter more schools and to be with more children, um, I've actually printed out a page where um, the activity that I do with them is that they have to write at least one positive affirmation about themselves. And when I went to the summer camp and I got to see the kids do that for the first time, it was absolutely incredible to see how how it affected them. And they drew the character, like they drew, oh, they drew her? yes, they drew her. That's amazing. And they tried to to um, use some of, or use some of the fonts and whatnot from the affirmations that you you created. And it's so cool from the author standpoint. But I wanted you to know that my words would mean absolutely nothing without your pictures. Thank you. So with that, I, we have some more slides. Yeah, it's a few more. I want everyone to see how this. Process grew. It's just absolutely incredible. I think
2: there's maybe two pages. I had. Oops. Oh wait. Here's a sketch, and then we can go back to the line art. But I think this was right there. Which one?
3: Right there. Yep. I'll take it. No, so it's on
2: the sketch now. Yep. And then the line art was. The yeah. The so I'm saying if yeah. you. Okay.
3: There you go. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to it's see. a little background. Yeah. It's kind of cool to see that come to life. And this was one of my favorite pages, just because I do love the library still. I love books still. And it's just, it's so cool to see how happy she is. I love the teddy bear. Absolutely.
2: I I needed something to fill a space. So I'm like, kids, there's like yeah. art stuff in and then and, and then we got the girl Yeah, I got, a, I got the girl with yeah. a big bushy ponytail. Yes, That's and, and I
3: just, I love the diversity in this book, and that was something else that was really important to me is I hoped that every child reading this book could see themselves in at least one character.
2: Yeah, I tried. I did. I had a lot of different types of kids.
3: And that to me is incredible as well, because I feel like every every kid needs to be able to see themselves and to realize that if i can see myself in this book then this is something that should appeal to me this yeah. is this is a message that i should take to heart
2: so there's a the sketch again now here's the final color the teddy bear with the rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> rainbow
3: and i just love how colorful the books are and it's just it's just such a happy page it's it a like,
2: what I've liked best about doing like children's books because they're all they all have to be bright and colorful. Or at least the ones I've done. I know there's other ones that's more neutral, but the ones that I've done are all bright and colorful. And
3: even and the sadder pages yeah, were yeah. they still, still were bright. Yes, they
2: were darker colors, but they still had the, the contrast, the color. Yes, definitely. And then I think I had a couple more. There's a different one page for I think love, I'm Loved. Yes, I am loved. So there's there's the top very rough sketch. That was the first sketch, and then the tighter sketch, and the teal, and then there's the final illustration.
3: That's my mom. <laughs> oh,
2: I love drawing the car. It was yeah. weird, but I like drawing this little tiny car. <laughs> like, uh, she
1: always wanted a smart car.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just drew a car, so I have no idea what type of car that would be, but it's just this little something, and... I like drawing or coloring it so it looked like she's like in it. So the colors are a little different than the rest of the colors. Yeah, so it looks like she's actually in the car, being like, "Hi." Yeah,
3: (laughs) and uh, like she just she nailed the like essence of my parents and there's there's one um, picture in the book that I've mentioned numerous times because I love it so much but they're at the dinner table yeah. and the way the mom is giving the side eye to the dad <laughs> I mean Becky can attest that that is <laughs> so accurate to to so. my parents <coughs> yes, and yes. so every time dad is missing mom a little bit I hope he opens that page and just <sighs> feels the, yeah, the yeah, side yeah, eye yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Anything with that page like after i had it all colored i realized how short i made the table which <laughs> just looks funny looking back at it and i'm like oh <laughs> it's just it's a very it's low it's table well th- it that's it be, that's okay
3: because he's pretty oh short okay. so it had to, it had to
1: fit him point of reference I am, i'm not short i am horizontally challenged
3: okay or fun-sized we can yeah. Okay. So um, at this time, I think it would be kind of cool it, to see if anyone had any questions about the process. Please, someone ask a question. <laughs> Even my husband? I, 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 I have I one. Oh,
1: okay. I mean, this book, you, you, you said you're to grades one and three. And not only can parents read it to their children, but I think this is also a good read for grandparents to read it to their grandchildren. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, and...
3: And uh, I, I also think that Becky saying that like it's affected your daughter and your niece and but they're also out of the quote unquote age range that uh-huh. it's yeah. being marketed to and it's it's still affecting up to middle schoolers. Yeah. Because your niece is in middle school. She yeah. is and this is a book that my son's in middle school too and it, it the the message is still appropriate the message is mm-hmm. still there and I honestly feel like I could slide this book towards some adults that also need the message yeah. um so it just it's it's a it's a universal message that is wrapped up in bright fun colors yeah. and
0: yeah.
3: as I read it for the the first group I kind of like the it was the beginning of it is pretty sad, like it, or the middle of it is kind of sad, mm. and you kind of have to, like, kind of told him, I was like, it's going to be okay, I promise, it's, it's got a happy ending, yeah. like, but I feel like that's the epitome of childhood. I feel like we all start off, and things are great, and everything's fine, and then everyone can probably find one or two moments where things are just dark, and they right. suck, mm-hmm. and things are heavy. And then we kind of come out of that on the other side and we come out stronger and more empowered and a better version of ourselves. And then we take that into teenage years and adulthood and it's just kind of rinse and repeat over and over again. We're still dealing with these issues. I know that I still have the days where I don't feel so great about myself and I can almost guarantee that everyone on the panel and sitting in the audience has that too. So these are messages that, yes, they're simplified for children, but they're also messages that we can all take to heart, and they're messages that we should. Like, there's nothing wrong with sitting or standing in front of the mirror as an adult and saying, like, I'm freaking awesome, and it's okay that I am, and I should own it, and I shouldn't have to feel bad about saying that I'm awesome, because I am. And we it's have a question from the audience.
2: Not even a question. I know you had a big announcement you wanted to make today. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to make sure you brought it up because we're in the end of the panel. So, so I don't I even know if
3: Amy panel. knows this. I don't know. <laughs> but our book is going to be published in Spanish.
2: That's amazing.
3: So, um, That's yes. And awesome. the cover is in, Blake is showing it, and I will show you when we're done. Um, but it's been translated already. The cover has been made and they are now working on the pages. So all of the affirmations, all of the words are going to be translated into Spanish and that is going to bring it to a whole new audience.
4: Oh, that's awesome. I had to that one. So surprised. That's exciting. I
1: I think yeah, Amy got surprised. (laughs) Wow.
3: But yes, I that is
1: that is totally cool.
3: I'm I'm really excited about it um being Hispanic. Um I need to brush up on my Spanish, but I am really excited to bring this to a different community and hope that that message um just crosses a whole different yeah. group of people. So and now you can say you have a book in Spanish. Yeah,
4: that's exciting. <laughs> Very
1: exciting. I like reading the book with children and grandchildren because not only are you basically passing on the story and the message that's in the book, but even adults can kind of go back to the time when they were that young. And in my time, back in 19, blah, 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 um, <laughs> um, it was one of those things where you know, you cried because someone was picking on you, and your parents say, ignore it, they'll go away, ignore them, they'll go away, ignore them, they'll go away partially you're right until basically they confront you and it's like, okay, put up or shut up. You went I, around the back of the building and you basically slugged it out and you got a bloody nose and hopefully after this you shook hands and say, okay, we're now friends.
3: Okay, there are okay, there are no children in here. We do not recommend that. That is no. not something. No. No.
1: That, that was just my time growing and up. And
3: also I, I, I think, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and also I think that As males, it's different for you because I feel like when you would come to your parents uh, up until, you know, you think recently has been, you know, man up, you know, be a man about it, don't cry, hide your feelings, and I think that that's something that at least I know I'm being very proactive, and I don't know, Becky has a son too. Like show
1: no emotions?
3: Well, no, we're telling them to show emotions. We want them to be emotional because... emotion right. doesn't uh, right. you can't turn off emotions despite your gender right. like everyone should be able to feel their emotions everyone well, should be able to
4: yeah. have
3: them because this story it could have easily happened to a little boy right. it, it just yeah anyone and I feel that we need to make sure that w- while it's important to empower our women or our young females, we need to do that with our sons as well because they are dealing with this, and for so long, so many of them have been dealing with it in private. And sorry to single you out, honey, but a lot of the issues that I dealt with as a kid, my husband dealt with too, but we dealt with, we had to deal with it differently because we, well, b- despite being raised differently, um he, I was a little more coddled, and he kind of just was told to man up and get over it, and it'll be fine. Oh. And we need to make sure that we do better for the next generation oh. because I think that our job as parents or even humans is to make sure that the next generation is at least a little better than the one that l- we lived in. And I, oh. I would say that that would be that was your job as a parent, and I feel like you've done that because. I felt empowered enough to write this. And now I feel like your daughter, my son, your son, your, your niece, they have that message and they're already putting it out into the universe that it's okay to be who you are, to love yourself unconditionally. And those are things that I didn't think about when I was their age. And that right there, we've done our job. I mean, we could call it a day, but he's 14. I've got a lot of more work on <laughs> yeah. my hands. But,
1: I mean, that was when I was growing up. That was my dad's thing. Is like, men don't cry. Men don't do this. Men don't do that. And
3: why not? Well,
1: that's just the way he was raised. But, so but, that was.
3: That, that's you know, nowadays. Right. I've,
1: but I'm not. I'm not saying. But that's the way he was raised, and he was a child, and that's the way. It wasn't until after. Um. I think the first year of marriage between you and your mother when we had f- family over.
3: You mean y- you and my mother? I wasn't married to my mother.
2: <laughs>
3: just saying. Uh,
1: okay. Grandma. Yes.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Yes. This is why I'm Me. the writer in the family. I just draw the pictures. Y-
1: yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't deal your with your, words. your your mother and I for the first year of our marriage and we had all the family there and uh, we got into a little spat, and Mom went upstairs to kind of cool off. I was going to chase after her until my father grabbed me and says, No, leave her. Leave her. She needs space. She needs time. And I'm going, God, this is this is my dad doing this. Well, then he finally took me to the side, and he, he told me, You know what? As you're growing up, I should have told you guys to be more in touch with your feelings. You should be more emotional. I wish I, I, I could have did things differently and maybe things would have been different, but I'm sorry that I didn't let you show your, your emotions because that's the way I was raised. And for coming from my dad, that was a big thing.
3: I think that parenting is so incredibly humbling because you never know what you're doing. You don't know if you're doing it right. Most of the time you're not doing it right, and then you have to tuck your tail between your legs and end up apologizing to your child for how you screwed them up and hope that you didn't screw them up too much but inevitably you will have that's the circle of life but your dad did the best he did with the knowledge he had just like and I had to say this to to someone in in some kind of an interview I don't remember what it was but you and mom did the best you could with the information that you had at the time when you guys had w- were faced with with my issues you did what you thought was correct you took me to the doctor you you helped me through it obviously things now if that would have happened would be different and
1: well the, the way we looked at it i don't mean to cut you off is that if your your child is hurting whether it's physically emotionally psychic psych- like Psychologically, There you go. Rented mouth. I can, can I did. do that next time? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um,
3: I'll leave
1: back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll, we'll do that later after. Um, Photo op. There you go. There you go. $5. Um, <laughs> y- when When your children hurt, as a parent, you also feel that. And it's like, I want to do my best to fix it. And you're thinking, okay, now how do I fix it? How do I go about fixing it? And that's where things begin, and that's when you have to have that open dialogue with your child to basically say, okay, what is it that is bothering you? What is it that is making you feel this way? And we'll talk about this, and we'll, we'll get through this. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll do what we need to do to make you feel better.
3: Without a doubt, and I know Becky and I have been raised in very similar households, almost too scary how similar, <laughs> and I know that you've been raised to have that open dialogue, mm-hmm. and, and we are being conscious of the fact that even though, I mean, we were raised wonderfully. I mean, we are fantastic people, so, I mean, there's that. But we are consciously making sure that our children – we're doing the best we can, but inevitably it's not going to be enough. There are going to be things that we drop the ball on, but we know that we can pick that ball up, hand it to them, and know that they can be empowered whether it's with the information that we've learned. And I think that that's the biggest part about parenting is to admit to our children that we don't know it all because we need to let them know that we're human, that we're going to make mistakes, And but that also a lot of the time we've been there. Like we know what they're going through. Teenagers do not understand that, and they won't understand it for a few years. And
4: it's probably the hardest thing I've done. And I and I can. And I think in the moment they don't care that we've been exactly. They don't want to know what we did or how we did it. They want to kind of get through it. So one thing that I've done too is I try to ask if they're just looking to vent or if they want my advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that a couple times. We call that shoulder or
3: suggestion. Okay. Like, do you want my shoulder to cry on or to lean on or do you want me to give suggestions? Right. And I've done that in my marriage and I've done that with my child and both have been lifesavers because sometimes they just want to talk. Sometimes they want you to to help them. Right. And I, I the biggest part is that this book can open up those dialogues with your children and it does so it does and with that being said i think we're going to start wrapping up if anyone has any questions please yeah you know when i write that sequel i will have to add you to my uh, thanks page oh, yeah. but definitely like d- i've already had the question of if there will be a sequel and I'm hoping so and I th- there's just so many things that I would love to write um, however writing a book is kind of costly um, but it, I would love to write something for parents and putting it in something that they can read to their children so thank you for the idea
1: well, the other thing too is I think you have to realize in when you're a parent is that you're, you don't come with a it doesn't your child doesn't come with an instruction book.
3: No, but hopefully this can help you on yeah. the way to helping them. Correct. So, so it's,
1: it's a bridge for everything to get looked at and, and, and looked into and for your child to feel better about themselves.
3: Okay, so thank <laughs> you, everybody.
2: Um, this is everybody knows Mandy will be at the Family Zone at 1 o'clock for a reading, and you can read up with her and you can pick a book. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right, thank you, everyone, so much for thank coming.
2: You. Thank um, you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: pleasure. And I'll be around the con if you want to take pictures. That's $5.00 a photo op.
3: Yeah, he'll pay you. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up.
1: <laughs> Does that mean I get dollar sh- bills? Never mind. And we'll do it a thousand